Hey guys, and welcome to the podcast channel for Impact Student Ministries, which is based out of Eubank Baptist Church in Eubank, Kentucky. We are all about discovering who Jesus is, discovering His purpose for us, and inviting others to do the same. We would love for you to join us on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. This podcast is a place where you can catch up on past conversations from our Wednesday night worship experiences. To stay connected, you can follow us on Instagram at EubankBCYouth, all one word, and on Facebook at Impact Student Ministries Eubank BC. Thank you for being part of the conversation, and let's keep discovering who Jesus is together. I never want to come to this moment and uh, not tell you how grateful we are that you guys are here. Um, I know every youth pastor says this, but I truly believe that we have the best group of students in the county. Um, I know every youth pastor says that, but they're all lying because we have the best one right here, okay? Um, but no, we are uh, so glad that you are, you are here. And before we go any further um, into, our se- into our conversation, I want to invite our Bible crew for the night uh, to stand up, go grab some Bibles, pass them out to the people that we have here. Um, listen, the reason that we do this every single week, uh, the reason that we have students do this every single week is because we know that anything I have to say it has little importance, but everything that God has to say and has said, it has significant importance for us. And so we want to make sure that everyone who steps into this room has a copy of God's Word in their hand so they can know that what we're talking about is biblical. It is based on Scripture. So as they are passing out uh, the Bibles that we have here in our student space, uh, over the past uh, six conversations of this series, we have, if you remember, we, we've been uh, spending some time unpacking the pillars, if you will, within our DNA um, as a student ministry. And we have, uh, through God's Word, we have uh, seen what these different pillars can look like, should look like, um, in the life of someone who follows Jesus. So if you're here and you follow Jesus, these things that we've talked about should be things that are, that are of importance to you. They, they should be things that you are concerned about, that you care about, that you pursue in your own life. So in case, you have, uh, in case you've missed any conversations over the past couple of weeks, let me just share with you briefly uh, where we've been at. So uh, the first pillar we looked at was authentic faith. And then we moved our attention to spiritual disciplines, and then we focused on moral boundaries. Then we, we uh, shifted our focus to meaningful friendships, and then wise decisions. And then last week, we saw uh, that we are to be about others first, that the point of this life is not for you to be recognized, seen, or elevated, but the point of this life is for you to get as many people to Jesus as possible. That's why you're here. That's why this youth group exists to to help you grow in your uh, faith, help you grow in your spiritual life. But then take it with you out there, because if all you do is good in this room and nothing good out there, then we're wasting time in here. If I'm just being honest with you, if if, if all you come for is to is to feel good about yourself in here, but then do nothing out there, then we are wasting our time. You're wasting your time. And so we want to be a people that are more than a group of people that have matching T-shirts. In fact, we, we, we want to be a group of people that are so passionate for Jesus that we're willing to do whatever we can to impact our world for him. 
So uh, there is uh, one more pillar within our DNA that I've been holding back uh, for tonight. There, there, there's one pillar that I've been holding on to uh, intentionally. And uh, every conversation that we have had in the series so far and that we will have uh, left in the series, every conversation has been built on Scripture, everything. Because we know that uh, if, if we're not built on Scripture, then we're built on something that is not reliable. If we're not built on Scripture, then we will be so confused in this life. And so every conversation has been built on Scripture. And uh, if you're listening to this conversation, if you're here right now or you're listening to us on our podcast, then uh, the things that we've talked about so far, you know, the authentic faith, the moral boundaries, the meaningful friendships, the why, all those things, those things and, and, and the fact that we have built our, our conversation on Scripture it should not be a surprise to you. That in fact, if you're here and you know Jesus, you have that relationship with him, it should be of no surprise that we build everything off of Scripture. And so this leads us to our final pillar within our DNA. And it's this right. Pillar, pillar number seven is ultimate authority. Pillar number seven is ultimate authority. So when I was uh, just working through this message this week, um, it hit me that in 2023, the year that we're in right now, in 2023, the belief of who holds ultimate authority and where it comes from is a very blurred line. That if, if I was to poll all of us in this room right now and ask you, well, where does ultimate authority come from? Odds are there'll be, there'll be a little, di- a, a, a little uh, difference in our answers that that line can become blurred. Even, even in fact, if you uh, look, at thing from, look at things from a cultural standpoint, how blurred is culture right now? <laughs> one, day, one day they say, this is good. Next day, they're canceled. They say, hey, this, this is the style to be in right now. This is the style to pursue. But then one week later, uh, that, that one's over with. We're, we're moving on. And so the, the, the belief of who holds ultimate authority over our lives, in our lives, honestly is very, very blurred. And it's because we have different views on this. Now, you, you probably wouldn't admit this in church because it'd be bad to, to not sound Christian in church, right? But let's be honest here for a minute, okay? Some people would say, if they're honest, that the person in place of ultimate authority is determined by reaching a certain age. That if I get to be a certain age, then it's all about what I want. Then it's all about, I didn't, then I get to decide what I do, right? For some people... Sports is their ultimate authority. Sports is what defines them. It's, 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 it's what helps them uh, live their life in the way they want to. For other people, uh, they would say that the person in place of ultimate authority is determined by attaining a certain status or a certain position. For adults, if, 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 if I just get this one job, if I, if, if, if I get that promotion, then, then we'll see who's in control even in your friend groups, right? If they see me as the most athletic, the most popular, the most uh, sarcastic, the most funny person, then once I have the power and the status, then I'll be in control. For others, especially in 2023, the person in place of ultimate authority uh, becomes social media. That as long as people see you and recognize you on social media, then then you'll be in control. And for a lot of people, uh, the, the uh, place 
and person of authority comes down to whatever works best for them, makes them feel the most comfortable, and can easily justify the way they want to live their life, regardless of what the Bible says or anyone else says. Now, I know that's not you, right? Because you're, you're, you're a perfect Christian, and, and, and you're, you're, your authority, your identity is always based on Jesus. But let's, let's, let's be real for a second. It's, it's really easy to play church in here, but out there it's a lot different, isn't it? And here it's easy to play church, and here it's easy to be the Christian, and here it's easy to say the right things, but out there it gets a whole lot more complicated. For anyone that has a relationship with God through Jesus, the place and person of ultimate authority has been established, and nothing has changed that. In fact, uh, from the beginning, that has already happened in Genesis all the way to the end that will happen in Revelation, the place and person of ultimate authority hasn't changed. From Genesis to Revelation, it's all one consistent narrative. And so what was established then is the same as it is now. So here is, here is my intention tonight. I'm going to give as much space as I can to let God talk. I'm going to give as much space as I can to let you hear God's word. Because, like I said, what, what I have to say, it's not important. What I can say, it might help you for a day or two, but it won't last. So I want you to hear directly from God. Okay? Not, that, that's not God, okay? That's, that's little people, all right? That, that's little people, not God. <laughs> so my, my, my goal tonight is for you to hear from God. So, because uh, here's the reality, and this is what I try to comprehend every time I step up here, is that God doesn't need me to speak to move and change hearts. He doesn't. He can use anyone else. He can use someone that's better than me, someone that's more charismatic, someone that's, that's funnier, someone that, that can speak better, whatever it is. His word is enough, guys. So many of you are, are, are chasing being valued, chasing being loved, chasing being seen, chasing being heard, chasing being whatever. And listen, God's word has it all for you. So you're spending a lot of time running and chasing. And if you would just take time to be in his word, that would change everything for you. So my goal tonight, I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of the way and I'm letting God... Talk tonight. So here's the first thing I want us to consider, the first takeaway, if you will, about ultimate authority. Number one is this. Ultimate authority begins and ends with God. Ultimate authority begins and ends with God. So I want to bring something back I said a few moments ago, in case you missed it. It's going to be on the screen behind me. From the beginning that has already happened in Genesis to the end that will happen in Revelation, the place and person of ultimate authority hasn't changed. From the very beginning to the very end, ultimate authority has not changed. So typically, uh, most pastors, most churches, they uh, spend time looking at a series of just you know, three, four, five, ten verses, and uh, what I want to do is, is be a little different, and here's what I mean. Um, 
I want to read an entire chapter to you. And, 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 and here's why. Because there is one chapter in the very beginning that explains why God has ultimate authority. So, in your Bible, make your way. You ready for this? Make your way to Genesis. Okay? Chapter 1. Uh, like the very first page. Then you got Bible from here. All right, page five. Okay. Um, so page five. Not page five. Not page five. Page one. There you go. Genesis chapter one on page one. Okay. Um, Genesis one, page one, chapter one. Okay. And we're gonna read all the way through. Chapter 1, okay? So, y'all ready? All right, here we go. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. And it was, and it was so. God called the vault sky. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. Verse 9. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land, and the, and, gathered, and the gathered waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to, it, according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning the third day. God said, let there be lights in the, in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years and let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the, and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth to govern the day and the night, and separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning the fourth day. God said, let the waters teem with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea, and every living thing with which the water teems, and that moves about in it, according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, and the wild animals, each according to its kind. It was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image and our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock 
and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish and the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. So we could spend a whole conversation on this one chapter. We could spend time unpacking the days and what God created and what it meant. But what I want to do is I want to focus just on two considerations that I think we can take from Genesis chapter 1 when it comes to God having ultimate authority. The first one is this, because God is the creator of everything, God has the authority over everything. Because God made it, he gets to control it. It'd be just like if, if, if you and I created something, we would expect to control it, right? If we had a project and we put it together and we made it with our own hands, we would expect that we'd be the ones who get to make the final decisions, the final uh, movements of it. And so because God made it, he could control it. So whether God spoke it into creation with his words or he crafted it with his hands, he was and is the author and creator. How often do you and I take authority over our lives from God and give it to someone else or something else? For some people, uh, they, they let other people tell them who they are or aren't. <laughs> they let someone else who is just as broken, just as sinful, just as messed up, they allow that person to tell them and have authority over them. For others, sports has that final say, man. Sports is, it, 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 it determines your day-to-day. It determines uh, who you root for. It, it determines what you do in your free time. For others, man, social media, that just defines, defines who you are and what you stand for. If uh, you find yourself in one of those places, can I just be honest with you and tell you that you're missing the point? And you're allowing cheap things, you're allowing created things that were created just like you to define who you are. You see, the point, the point is that God has already established who you are. God has already said who you are. In fact, he, he inspired 40 people, 40 men across countries and time, and time frames. And if you were to read the, uh, the NIV, just for example, the NIV, it has 727,969 words in it that all tell you how valued and loved that you already are despite your mess. But here's the second consideration from Genesis 1 that I want want us to realize. God created everything with a purpose. 
you were to go back and just take your time through Genesis 1, you would see that everything that he spoke, everything that he made, he did so with a purpose. So from the lights in the sky to us, there's a purpose. If you missed it, our purpose was to rule over the animals, rule over the ground. Like, think about this, okay? So God said you can have all the green plants, right? He said you can have all the trees with the seeds in them. You can have all the, the plants with the seeds in them. Listen, guys, that was everywhere that Adam and Eve stood. So from the very beginning, God placed them in a place, God, God placed them in a place that could provide for them. And whether you know it or not, he does the same thing today. It may not feel like you are in the best environment. It, it, it may not sound like you're in the best environment, but God's using that. And I'll tell you something that you, uh, you may not like at first, and if that's the case, I, sorry about you. Because God has the ultimate authority in and over our lives, he has every right to tell us when we are in the wrong and has every right to correct us when we need it. No one likes correcting. No one likes to be told you're wrong. No one likes to be told that you're messed up. No one likes to be told that you're going in the wrong direction. But listen, since God made you, he can tell you when you're going the wrong way. In fact, if you're a Christian, if you're someone that you, you, you have placed your faith in Jesus, you, your, your prayer... <laughs> As David had said, or has, as David has said, should be God, search my heart and reveal anything in me that is a hindrance. Reveal anything in me that is keeping me away from you. Our, our purpose overall, our purpose in this life is to get as many people as possible to Jesus. That's why you are given breath in your lungs every single day. That's why you're given opportunities every single day. That's, that, that is why you have the friends that you do. That's why you have the family that you do. That. That's why you have the moments that you have is to get as many people as possible to Jesus. You know why? Because you can't do anything, but Jesus can do everything. You can't change one bit, but Jesus can change everything. In fact, he already did change everything. You remember uh, when I said that ultimate authority has, has, hasn't changed from the beginning to the end? So we've seen this truth in Genesis, right? So check out this truth in the end, in Revelation. Check out what uh, Revelation chapter 1, verse 17 and 18 says. It's going to be on the screen. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Again, we could spend a whole conversation on the book of Revelation. We could spend a whole series of conversations on the book of Revelation, but um, I want us to dial in on what John is talking about right here. You see, at this point in time, John is exiled to the island of Patmos because of his willingness to stand firm in his faith. So because he, stood from, because he stood from in his faith, because he was not willing to back down because of hardships or trials or struggles, they said, you know what, we don't, we don't want you here, so you can go to an island. All right? So John is writing this 
And in this moment, John is exposed to a vision of the full glory of Jesus. So listen, we see a lot of awesome things that God does on this side of heaven. We do. But it is only a small glimpse of what is actually going on in heaven right now. So we see God do some incredible things. Now wait until you're standing in heaven in the presence of God. Talk about amazing things right there. So John, John is, is, is exposed to a vision of Jesus' full glory, and God's response to John's reaction is to reassure him that there was no need to be afraid. Now, you might say, well, Aaron, there's a lot of reasons to be afraid. Aaron, there's, there, there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of experiences that I've had that makes me afraid of people, of relationships, of everything. Listen, you can say that, but here's what I would say in response to that. Here, here's what I think, or why I think God was able to say, hey, don't be afraid, John. Because God was present in the beginning and will be present in the end, we can have confident faith. Because God has the ultimate authority in this life and will have ultimate authority in the life to come, we can have a confident faith. So your faith is not based on your circumstance. It's not based on your feelings. It's not based on who you are, who you were, who you aren't. It is based on Jesus, who was the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's based on the living God who is alive right now, standing at the right hand of God, waiting to encounter you. So your faith if you will allow it, is based on someone who has defeated death. He said to himself, I'm holding the keys to death. I'm holding the keys to death. I'm I'm in control of this thing. Now, will you let me be in control of you? See, we're willing to let God be in control of the bad things, right? God, step in. God, move something, move someone, change something, change someone. What about the times when things are good? Where's God for you in that? So our faith is based on Jesus. Now, there's one more thing that I want us to see tonight. So the second consideration, the second takeaway is this. Ultimate authority comes through surrender. Ultimate authority comes through surrender. If you were to read uh, through the books of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, which uh, all tell the same stories from different perspectives, uh, you would find a place in all three that share, that share about what Jesus had to say when it came to being a follower of him. You see, Jesus has already said, this is what it looks like to be a follower of me. So I won't have you turn there, uh, but just look at the screen real quick. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to read three verses from Matthew, Mark, and Luke that all say the same thing. You ready for this? All right, Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. It says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. All right, that's Matthew's point of view. All right, Mark's point of view. It says, Then he called the crowd to him, Jesus, along with his disciples, and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. All right, one more. Luke, what's Luke, what's Luke got to say? Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself and take up their cross daily and follow me. So listen, you notice there was a phrase in all three of those verses that were the same. Y'all catch those? What were they? Take up the cross, but before that, we had to do. There we go. Deny yourself, right? So before you take up the cross, Jesus says the first thing you got to do is to deny yourself. 
This is one of those things in the Bible uh, that it's easy to read and it's easy to say, but it is a, it's a very different story when it comes to living it out. Because we can read it and say it all day long, but living out, dying to ourselves, living out, giving up what we want, that's, that is difficult to do. You see, we, we, we live and talk in a way that elevates us to a better position to get all the things that we want. And here's the problem with that. As we saw last week, it's less about us and more about elevating people to get, to get them closer to Jesus. So it's others first, right? But here's the, here, here's the other problem with that. We have lost the ability to recognize the difference between what we want and what we need. Sometimes we get confused on what we want and what we need. We say that we want this, or we say that we need this, but reality is we just want that. All right? Well, I need this. I need that. No, you want that. God has given you what you need. In fact, uh, in, Luke tw- in Luke 12, 31, he tells us, if you seek me first, I'll give you all you need. So start there. I'll fill in the rest for you. So in order to pick up your cross, you have to let something go. If I'm going to pick up, let's say, all right, if I want to pick up this piece of paper and both my hands are full, I have to drop something to pick this up, right? So Jesus says, in order to pick up your cross, you have to let something go. All right? And tonight, I want to give you guys a chance to do that. As I was thinking through through this, uh, God uh, put this vision in my heart. And uh, all throughout history, if uh, two battles, or if if, if two groups were battling each other, if they were at war, when one group decided to give up, when one group decided to throw in the towel, they'd send somebody with a white towel, which would signify, hey, we give up, right? Hey, if you see this, we are done fighting, you win, we lose, it's over. So when I was thinking about this, I felt God lead me to to this. All of us have something we need to let go of tonight. All of us have something we need to surrender to God tonight. Maybe something, maybe something that you that no one knows about. Maybe it's a secret. Maybe it's a secret uh, temptation. It's a secret uh, selfish desire. It's a secret. Addiction, it's a secret habit, whatever it is. Or maybe someone has called you out before, but you haven't listened to them. And I just believe that if we're willing to let go, if we're willing to surrender to God, He will meet us where we are. Here's what's going to happen. We have one more song to do, but before y'all do that, Becca, my lovely wife, she cut 50 pieces out of this. Okay? What's going to happen is as they come up to sing, I'm going to invite you to come up here, grab one, okay? Then we're going to make you work for this. We're going to make you, we're, we're, we're going to hold you accountable. Also bought Sharpies. 
elsewhere. If you're willing to, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to force anybody, but if you're willing to, I want you to come grab one of these. I want you to write that one thing that you need to let go of tonight. I, need to, I, I want you to write down that one thing that you're willing to let go and surrender to God. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll go first, okay? So my thing that I need to let go of, I'm willing to say, God, take this and take it away. Pleasing people. When you, when you guys realize, there have been so many nights that I've left this place and I've put my worth, I've put my value as a pastor, as a person on you guys. On whether or not you connected with the message or you uh, resonated or you responded or um, if the message sounded good. And the reality is, the reason I do this is not to please you. The reason I do this is to please God. But for me, I, I, I'm, I'm surrendering pleasing people. It's not about pleasing people. It's about telling people the truth, whether they like it or not. So I'm going to pray for us. While I'm praying. The worst team, you guys are going to come on up. You're, you're going to play us one more song. And while they're playing, oh, yeah, don't forget, um, also, too, if you're on the worship team, don't worry. You're not, you're not getting out of this, too, okay? Because after you're done, you're going to grab one, too. But as they're singing, I want to invite you, if you're, if you're willing to, to come grab one of these, grab a Sharpie, be honest, say, God, I'm, I'm sending this to you tonight. You can have this. And then keep this with you as a reminder. Every time you look at it, all right, I, I surrendered this to God last week. I start surrendering this to God now. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for who you are, God. I, I pray right now, God. I, I, I got to believe there is someone here. I got to believe there are multiple people here, students, maybe even adults alike, but they've been holding on something way too long. There's something in their life that they need to let go of tonight. They've been holding on to it. They've been wrestling with it, and they just need to let go. They need to surrender to you. Maybe for some, they need to surrender their life to you right now. They, they, they need to place their faith in you for the first time ever. God, I pray that it happens. I pray, God, that you would just move in this place. It's not about me. It's not for me. This is not for me. This is not for anyone in this room. This is for you, Jesus. I pray that if, if, if you're convicting our heart, God, that we'd be bold, that we would be obedient to you. God, we know that ultimate authority begins, comes through surrender. God, you speak to us tonight. And as we worship, you just move in our hearts the way you want to. We ask all this in your name.